Well, friends, if you did join us uh, last week online, we looked at Psalms 42 and 43 together, which was a psalm of lament, and which pointed us to the God, uh, to God as um, our source of hope in times of difficulty or distress. Um, and I thought we might continue to sit in the Psalms for a few weeks together. And today I want us to hear from Psalm 46, which is one of my favourite psalms. I don't know if I've shared that with you before. Um, But this psalm, what it does, I think, is it points us to where we are to look to for strength. And um, if you notice there, I mean, the opening scene of this psalm, it it is of a world in turmoil. Uh, If you take a look there, you read of uh, in verse 2 of the earth giving way, uh, the mountains falling into the sea, uh, the waters roaring and foaming, the mountains quaking with their surging, Uh, It's kind of a a scene from a disaster movie, isn't it? Uh, It's a picture of the world in a time of great upheaval and chaos. And you can just imagine that scene in your mind. And of course, for those who are caught up in that, well, they are desperately trying to find some safe place of refuge from the chaos that's going on all around them. And so I think the question is, where is it that we can look to for safety, for security, for strength when our world and our lives feel like that. Because there are things in life that come along and can knock us off balance and can make us feel unstable. Things that can turn our lives upside down and leave us feeling fearful. And so where do we find strength in a world like that? Well, the message of the psalm, like it was last week, is that we are to look to God. That it is God in whom we find our refuge and our strength, and that it is only as we look to God in that way that we will be able to say with the psalmist, though the earth give way, I will not fear, for the Lord Almighty is with us. Now, how do we get to that point? Well, I think three things to see, which is out in your newsletter there today from Psalm 46. First, we'll see how God is our strength amid the chaos. Uh, how God is our help in times of trouble. And then third, how God is our confidence in whom we rest. So first, God is our strength amid the chaos. You see, the psalmist here begins by describing that God is the one that we are to turn to amidst the chaos and the threats of life. So in verse 1, he says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. And the trouble that is then described is this image of a terrifying earthquake. And what he says there in verses 2 and 3, I think, would cause anyone to be afraid. Mountains are falling into the sea. Uh, That's stirring up the waters and making them chaotic. And the resulting tidal waves are, are then crashing back into the mountains, causing them to quake all over again. And it's this terrifying picture of creation out of control, creation being undone, uh, In the beginning, God separated the waters from the dry land. Well, here it's like it's all falling back into disorder and chaos again. And yet amid all of that, the psalmist looks to God and he says that even though all of these things are happening, he says God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. Now, the only reason he can say that is because he knows that amid all of what's going on, that God is present. So I think his confidence at this point is not so much in God's power 
to conquer the chaotic waters. Now, even though as an Israelite he would know that God is powerful to do that, he knows that creation story of Genesis where God divided up the waters. He knows the redemption story from Exodus where God brought his people safely through the waters. He knows that God is powerful to conquer the chaos, but that's not the reason for confidence here. Instead, he's confident because God is near, because God is present. He's confident of that because of the the relationship that he has with God. God is his refuge and strength. And that's why he can say and also teach us to say, therefore we will not fear. Because see, knowing that God is with us, well, that is the strength that drives out fear. And there's kind of a paradox in that, because to be in relationship with God is to fear him. That's how the relationship is described in the Old Testament. And this psalm makes the point that to fear God, to know and to be in relationship with him, well, that means that we need not fear anything else. And the reading that we had from the New Testament that Ben brought us of Jesus in the boat there on the lake with his disciples, I think, is an illustration of that. I mean, that story, the, the, the waters around the boat are chaotic and raging. Uh, the disciples there are terrified and fearful. But then just as God has control over the chaos, well, so Jesus has that same power and control as he speaks and the chaos around him is stilled. And as Jesus is with them, as he's with the disciples, well, they find protection from the raging seas. And it means that they need not fear anything else. And this here is the psalmist's experience of God. He knows that God is with him. He knows that God is his strength amid the chaos. And so he can say, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. And this same theme of protection then continues in the next part of the psalm. So this is our second point, is that we now see how God is also our help in times of trouble. And what we see is the way that God makes his presence known in the world. Um, first, as we see here, him establishing his kingdom. I think we begin to see a picture of that here in this psalm. So let me read the next few verses, and as I do, I think you'll see a change of mood. We've just been hearing of the the world in turmoil, uh, where people are under threat from the chaotic waters. But now there's really a a shift to a calmness that comes in verse 4. So look there in verse 4, it says, There is a, a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. So you see the the movement there from the chaos and turmoil at the beginning of those raging seas to now, well, within that world, uh, well, now a river whose streams make glad the city of God. I think the image is that the chaos is subsiding as God begins to establish his presence within the world. As he does that, well, the waters now come under his control and they begin to serve his purpose. And you can see how there's a calm here, there's a a peace that's being established amid the chaos as God makes his presence known and begins to establish his 
kingdom. Now, for the writer of this psalm, this safe place that he's describing is the city of Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem is the city where God, through David, began to establish his kingdom. And it's the place where God made himself present. It's where David... um, So it's where David's son Solomon would build the temple in which God would then come to dwell. And so it is this city of God that becomes a refuge, a place of safety and security for the people. And of course what's most important about a refuge like that is that it provides a protection from your enemies. And so that's the other thing we see here, that the people in this city need not fear because God will be victorious over their enemies. This is what the psalmist declares in verses 6 and 7. He says, Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. The psalmist describes here how the nations are raging against God's city, against Jerusalem. They're in uproar. Just as earlier the sea raged against the people. But as God dwells in this city, well, the nations rage in vain. This city will not fall. It proves to be a place of refuge for God's people. And I imagine the psalmist here is likely remembering how the Lord on several occasions won great victories for his people as he delivered this city from its enemies. Like when God miraculously saved Jerusalem from the Assyrian army. Now God simply said the word and overnight that great uh, army was destroyed. And so the psalmist rejoices here because in God's city there is refuge as God is victorious over his people's enemies. And friends, as we listen to the psalmist's words here about Jerusalem, we we need to read this psalm today as New Testament believers which means for us that the place where we find safety is is not in the security of a worldly city, but rather in drawing near to where God is present, where God has made himself known, where God is establishing his kingdom, where God is victorious for his people. And so for us today, as we read this psalm, we need to see how All that is said here about the place of safety and refuge is now fulfilled for us in the Lord Jesus. For in the coming of Jesus, well, that is when God's, uh, the king of God's kingdom arrives. Uh, And the refuge that Jesus brings for us is not that of a temporal city, but an eternal city. In Galatians, Paul speaks of the Jerusalem that is above. In Hebrews, the writer speaks of an eternal kingdom that cannot be shaken. Ultimately, this psalm is pointing us to the promise of the new Jerusalem, uh, that new city where the chaos of the raging seas is no more, but is replaced with the river of the water of life that flows out from the throne of God. It's a city that one day will fill the earth on the day when God makes all things new. And that is a city that is promised to all who take refuge now in the Lord Jesus. For he is the one who opens its gates. For he is the one who has won the victory for us. 
over our great enemies and all that threaten us. For at the cross, he dealt with the penalty that we owe for our sin. He has defeated the evil one. He's overcome even death itself. And so that great enemy now cannot ultimately harm us. Instead, it brings us to God and into that promise of an eternal home, safe and secure with him. So for the psalmist, he rejoices here as he sees we're really just the beginning of God's work in the world, God beginning to establish his kingdom and to provide here a refuge for his people. But I think what he sees is really just a glimpse of the reality that is now being realised and one day will be fully realised in Christ. But we take hold of that now as the gospel goes out to the world, as we wait for it to be brought to completion when our Saviour comes again. And so with that promise as we receive that, well, what that uh, means is that we can now uh, rest in God. Even as we live now in a world that is often in turmoil. And uh, this is our final point for today, that God is our confidence in whom we rest. And so in this last section of the psalm, we're invited uh, to come and see, it says, to consider God's works in the world, um, specifically his work of judgment. You see that in verse 8. It says, Come and see the works of the Lord, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. So here is God at work to bring to an end the rebellious powers of the earth. I think a lot of what we've uh, heard today from the psalm has maybe sounded uh, a bit more like God on the defensive, you know, setting up a safe place in the world. But here in these verses, really, he's on the offense, isn't he, in order to subdue and to deal with evil in the world. And the goal, you see here, is to bring about peace. His purpose is to make wars cease as he takes the weapons of those who cause terror and breaks them. He breaks the bow, he shatters the spear, he burns the shields with fire. And so it's a picture of how he will bring to an end the chaos and the raging and the hostility. And the result of all of that is that God will be exalted. That's how the psalm ends in verse 10. He says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The result of God's victory is that he will be praised by the nations. He will be exalted in all the earth. See, the the threats and the chaos and the raging that began the psalm, well, that is all now transformed into the nations of the earth gathering together in praise of God. And so the message for us then is that as we take refuge in this God then we need not fear. That's how the psalm began in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble, therefore we will not fear. And that then is the closing appeal in verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. 
And be still there means that we would see our fears in proper perspective. That as we have a bigger vision of God as our place of refuge and safety, that that would dwarf our fears that come through the troubles of life. I think that's something that's much easier said than done, but it's a consistent teaching through the Bible that though the earth give way and the mountains tumble into the sea, we need not fear. In verse 10 of this psalm is a brief word from God to us that in him we can find our rest and confidence and strength. Be still and know that he is God. That's what we need to know. That God is God. That he's, he's with us amid the storms and the chaos of life. That he's at work for us establishing a kingdom that will never end. That in Christ he's won for us the decisive victory over all our enemies. That he has committed himself to us as his children. And that he will never let us go. You know, one uh, person who um, did know deeply the truths of this psalm was the reformer Martin Luther. Um, Now, Luther is most famous for his role in the Reformation and how he stood for the uh, Bible's um, teaching about justification by faith, but Luther also wrote uh, quite a lot of hymns. And uh, we're not singing it today, but his most famous hymn you might know is, uh, is called A Mighty Fortress is Our God. And it's a reflection on the truths of this psalm. Um, That hymn, it became almost the theme song of the Reformation as so many people at that time were persecuted and many suffered great harm and went through deep trials. But they sang that song that reflected on this psalm proclaiming that God was their fortress. He was their strength, their refuge because it pointed beyond the present to the God who gives strength amid the trial, to the God who finally gives to his people an everlasting kingdom, to the God who will be exalted in all the earth. So friends, may that be true for us as well. And may we make this psalm our song and sing with the psalmist, I will not fear, as we look to God, our refuge and our strength. Let's um, come before God in prayer. Our Father God, we do thank you today for this reminder from your word. Lord, we thank you that you are with us, that we can know your presence, and that we can rest in you through all the different seasons of life. Father, we thank you for the work of Christ for us that brings us the promise of an eternal kingdom and rest for our souls. And we give you thanks and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.